Hello and welcome to the Man Initiative Podcast. Each week we discuss topics for men providing tips and positive insights for their personal growth and well-being. Thank you for joining us. And now to this week's discussion. Help me in welcoming my good friend, Mr. James Lampkin. What's going on, brother? What's going on, man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing great, man. Doing great, man. So how's everything going for you and the family? <laughs> we doing good, man. We are, you know, just doing the homeschooling thing and taking it day by day. Every day look the same, but we yeah. have. It's almost like Groundhog's Day. Every day it's the same thing over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, man. I, 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 this, this is new, but, you know, we're we going to get through it. Okay, cool, man, cool. So I know we we met so far as through social media through Instagram. Um, I know you see you had saw one of my uh, saw one of my posts. You checked out my page and things like that. And you started following me, and I returned the favor. But I recently saw you, um, but not recently. But it was like a, like last year sometime. You started posting your podcast on on your IG page. And I was like, yo, let me check this out. And sometimes you shoot it to me in the DMs. Let me, let me check out the podcast and see what's going on. And man, look, I'm going to tell you, you have some of the most interesting people on your podcast, man. You know, it's, it's everybody from all different backgrounds, for all different walks of life. And uh, so I just kind of want you guys, want you just to kind of talk about that podcast a little bit and, you know, um, what inspired you to start the, start the podcast? Hey, first of all, man, thank you for just taking the time to listen. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but inspire me. I just, you know, I always like talking to people um, throughout my years. I'm just always running into people. They got great stories. They got interesting journeys. And I said, you know what? We always hear about people who are famous. You know, they have a platform. And I just wanted to give people a platform to tell their story. I mean, I don't have the biggest platform yet. I'm working on it, you know, I'm working to grow it, but I just wanted the opportunity to let people hear people's journey, like just the the struggles, the fun, just the everyday people, because that's who you're going to relate to more. Just people who, who every day, oh, yeah. life every day. Oh yeah. So <clears throat> out of all the interviews that you have conducted, what's been the most memorable interview you've done so far? Ah. Uh, the most the most memorable one was with a guy named Lafayette Milton. And the reason that one was interesting is because I'd known him for about 10 years. We met through a mutual friend. So I had known him for about 10 years. But I didn't, you know how you can know somebody, but you don't know them. Yeah. So during our podcast, I actually got a chance to know like everything he'd been through, like, you know, his family, how he started a family and he had a situation with his father, um, him in college. He, he, he had a, he had his first child while in college playing basketball. So I learned a whole lot just listening to him. So that one was the most interesting because I didn't, I knew him, but I didn't know him. Right. And that's the episode that I listened to. And just to hear him talk, I'm like, man, this is this is a humble brother right here, you know, so far as as him telling his story and the things that, you know, he experienced growing up. And I was like, man, that's that's a humble brother, man. So I definitely that was man, that right there, that stuck out to me the most, the most. He was so just so laid back and just so humble, like even though all the challenges that he faced. You know, he still, you know, he still has a strong head. He's still, he's still good. He's still solid, you know. 
And I, and I thought that was tremendous right there. So yeah, I definitely enjoyed that one right there. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's get into um, let's get into a little bit of um, talking about you, and then we'll kind of we'll kind of go in a different direction after that. So um, I know you said that you were married, right? Yeah, seventeen okay. years. Seventeen years, man. Look, man. Let me ask you a question because I you know, we talked about this. Um, a week ago, yeah, I only been married for five years. You've been married for seventeen years. Now I know most most men. I can say most men were something like, man, I don't know if I can do seventeen years, you know, <laughs> with with one person, man, you know. And I know I know it's doable. I know it's attainable, man. But answer this question for me: What is the key for you and your wife to keep that connection? strong to keep that bond strong man we we just do a lot of talking to each other like um my wife is one of the most intelligent people i've ever met so um just talking to her is easy like she's in the she's in the sport she's in the tech so some days we may talk about football some days we may talk about black history um some days we're talking about debate we're talking about our child or just debating something we've seen on facebook or instagram just we just constantly talking and we got we got together so young that's what i tell people like um we got together i was 20 i was 23 when we got married so we were young and just to grow with that person like um she's seen she's seen the best of me she's seen the worst of me so I think that's the biggest thing, man. So at 23 years old, what made you at 23 say, I'm ready to settle down? <laughs> man, well, I was getting ready to go in the military. Okay. So I knew I began to sit down and think about like what life would be like without her. And I didn't, I couldn't picture a life without her. So right. okay. I knew it was time to get married. So with you, it's like, okay, I can't leave until I go ahead and make this official. Like, I got to I gotta lock this down with her. Yeah, because, I mean, that was, that was you know, me going into the military. I was, I was starting to put my feet, you know, lay, ground, lay the groundwork for my future. Okay. And that was the woman that I wanted to share my life with. So right. it, was, it wasn't a hard decision. Okay. And the reason why I asked that question, because... In this day and time, you know, we see a lot of stuff and a lot of people talking about um, how does a man know when he's ready, you know, to to settle down or pop that question and get married and things like that. And I was asked that question recently. And I'm, I don't know. I can't speak for every man because every man is different. Every man has a different reason for them settling down, you know, or wanting to get married and things like that. So that's why I asked that question right there, because. My honest opinion, I don't think it's a, a cookie cutter answer to it. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Because okay. everybody's answer not gonna look the same. You can ask, you can ask this another man, my my age, my demographics, everything. And his reason for getting married would have been totally different. Right. Now, I know we had this discussion prior to um this podcast right here. And uh, we talked about the whole um men approaching women or, you know, making that, well, I ain't say making that first move, but, you know, taking that and, you know, taking the torch and running with it. And I know, and you are very adamant on, hey, the man, you know, 
he should go and say something to the woman. If he's feeling her like that, he should make that move. You know, <clears throat> and we threw some other things out there talking about, well, hey, what if, you know, she said something to him and you was like, nah, man, that ain't, that ain't it. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> so all right, let's clear it up. Let's, yeah, clear, let's it up. clear it up. I don't want the, don't want the <laughs> listeners to, to get it confused. What I said was, yes, the man should be the aggressor. I do believe that. Now, a woman can throw you an alley oop. Okay, you know, she could just she could show you she's genuine. You know, she can she can show you she's interested. Like she can make conversation with you and things like that. But I don't think she should be the one that's like, well, can I get your number? Or, you know, what you do, you know, I feel like the man should do that. Now, if if it happens, it happens because it does happen. But my whole, my logic of thinking is you will have women who say, well, I want a man who take charge. I want a man who do this and I want a man to do that. And it's like, okay, you want a man to take charge. You want a man that's confident, but he wasn't even sure enough to actually your phone number. how how down the line is he going to be confident right. and show of himself to do other things? Now, could he be? It's a, it's a chance, but I mean, you kind of got to know what you could be getting into. Okay. So she can throw the alley, but he got to grab it and dunk the ball. Man, look, if she, look, she, she Gary Payton, he's Sean Kemp. <laughs> the, the oop is there. You all right. got to do is it. I mean, I, I mean, look, I, I think, I, I think you as a man should know if a woman is genuinely interested in you. I mean, all you have to do is pay attention to what she's saying, mm-hmm. her body language. Like, they'll let you know they're interested. It's just up to you to, to see it. That's all. Right. That's, that's human nature. It. When you attract, when, you, when it's human nature is when you enter somebody, you, 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 everything changes. Your body language changes. Your language, like your tone of voice, everything is going to change when you're into a person. Yeah, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. So you, nobody can sit up here and say, "Well, I didn't know. I didn't know he was. I, you know, I didn't know she was feeling me like that, or I didn't know, <laughs> you know, he was feeling me like that. I didn't know. Like, how did you not know? Like it was right there in front of your eyes. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So, <clears throat> so far as the guy just being the aggressor, was that something that was taught to you, you know, coming up as a young man? Or that was something that you just kind of just, you know, just grew into? It was something I really had to learn. Like, when it, like, okay, when I, when I first met my wife, like, I automatically knew, like, she not the woman that's going to be sitting around waiting for, for, you know what I'm saying? She's not going to be calling me like, and she's not going to sit around waiting for me to call either. Right. So, you know, you see a woman, you interesting, you make that call. Like, I don't, you know, I never really subscribed to these three day theories and all that stuff. Now I'm not, you know, I went a little overboard. My <laughs> wife, my wife gave me the number. I called her like in 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I wasn't playing no games. Um, but you know, they, I mean, some may like, I even, my wife was like, hey, that was kind of soon. But I was like, I mean, you gave me the number. Yeah. Like, you gave me the number and I use it. I wanted you to know, like, I'm interested. So, but I don't know. Everybody, yeah. time, time, how they want. But I wouldn't wait three, I wouldn't be waiting two and three days. It's like, for what? It's like you, 
it's almost like you're trying to play a game. It's like yeah. you're interested, you're interested. If you're not, you're not. Because within that, within that 72 hours or whatever time period you you plan on waiting, she can meet another man who calls her and that change everything. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, you're right about that. You know, and I think, you know, so far as that time period waiting. You know, we hear a lot of people talk about things. Stevie Harvey says something similar to that, and maybe some other relationship gurus. Wait three days or wait, you know, a week or something like that, and then call the person because you don't want to see desperate. But my thing is this, you know, back then I looked at it a, a little a little differently, but now that I'm older, I'm like, if my approach wasn't desperate, if I just approach you and say, hey, you know, and just you know, sparked up a conversation and we hit it all. And I asked for your phone number and you give it to me. I didn't approach you in a desperate situation in a desperate manner. So when I call you 30 minutes or, you know, maybe the next day, to me, that doesn't seem desperate to me. I'm like, hey, you gave me your number. You know, you already knew the approach. You know, I didn't come at you like, ah, oh, I got to have your number. But I think everybody is different in that area, you know, so far as what is the actual the right time to, to make that move. And I think it just comes down to that person. You know, either you're going to win it or you're going to lose it. Yeah, it's a personal choice. I mean, you just need to understand, like, you wait 72 hours, something could change in that 72 hours. Yeah. So that's the risk you're willing to take, take it. I mean. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's true about that. That's true about that. So <clears throat> let's talk about some man stuff right quick, you know. Any and everything, we have so many things to talk about, but I just want to kind of keep it kind of just, you know, generic and um, and just, you know, simple to the point. Um, so far as the things that are going on now with the coronavirus and everybody pretty much being on, you know, lockdown for the most part. Um, and then when it comes down to men just being up in the house or maybe they in the house by themselves or maybe in the house with their girlfriend or their wife or whoever. Um, what do you think would be the most challenging for a man during this time right now, being up in the house with his significant other? With his significant other? Yeah. Man, if y'all just don't get along. <laughs> like, I mean, like, there's people who genuinely do not get along with their spouse. Like, um, you know, years have passed, the, the love is gone, or, you know, there's some people who, who are together that really don't have any business being together. You know, you got that too. So, mm. Mm. I mean, that's your biggest challenge. Like if you, you know, if you, if you were a woman that, you know, y'all compatible, y'all, you know, y'all in a good space, you're going to be fine. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't, I'm not up under my wife. 24 seven. Like I yeah. do need my space because <laughs> we seeing each other a lot these days. So you do need your space, but you should be able to come together, you know, at periods during the day. Hey, let's watch a movie. Let's, you know, watch a show, something. Okay. So <clears throat> talking about a man being the head of the household, the protector, the, the provider, and so far, just an overall leader. And in your own words, in your own definition, um, what makes a man a leader? Just his temperament. 
like, because if I'm gonna be honest, society has always taught you it was money, but it's not money because I mean, a lot of women, it's a good amount of women making more than men. Wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on. You say it's not money? No, no, it's what? definitely not money. Oh, if, it was, okay. if, it, if it was money, I would, <laughs> I wouldn't be the leader of mine. <laughs> It's not money. Like, you know, it's it's a lot of things. Like, you, your woman is going to come to you for guidance. She's going to come to you for leadership. And that's where you're going. That's where you're going to have to be, the, you know, the head of your house. Like, you know, you could bring, you could be bringing home two, three hundred thousand. But if you don't know how to lead, how to manage, how to, you know, keep your family calm in crisis, be there. I mean, what kind of leader are you? You could make good money, but doesn't, that doesn't make you a leader. Mm. Man, you know what? I have never heard nobody say temperament when it comes to that particular question. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you gotta have it, man. Because if you know, if you if you flying off the handle at everything, like how how can she trust you to to come to you and she needs you to be emotionally stable and you. Every time she say something, you flying off the handle. You, you know, everything breaking you down. Like you, you're not, you're not strong enough to handle things mentally. Look, there's going to be some things that, you know, that's tough. Like that's yeah. that's tough for you to handle. But at the same time, you have got to get your bearings about you and, and pull it together and keep things together because. If your if your, your family see you, you know, if your family see you out of out of sorts and just all over the place, then they not they they not going they they going to know something is wrong. But no matter the situation, if you could keep your calm, you know, and and, and keep be poised and be patient doing everything, like you're gonna be fine. Because that's what my wife counseled me for. My wife needs my wife needs me to be calm. She doesn't need me to make two three hundred thousand dollars two and three hundred thousand dollars. She needs me to be. She needs me to be a leader, and it took me. It looked. It took me a long time to understand that because, you know, people. There's people. There's men who feel like because you're a man, that makes you the leader. That mm. doesn't make you the leader. Mm. It just means you're a man. Like leadership is earned. You know. True. You're not going. You're not going. You're not going to lead. You're not going to let somebody lead who you don't trust. Yeah, and I know. I know for a fact. Trust is a major, major thing for women. Yeah. I, I can't even tell you how many times my wife has just told me, like, like, I need you to, I need you to be the leader of this house, you the man of the house. Like, and that always reassured me because it's like that's what she looks to me for. And me as a man, I have to understand what that responsibility entails. Like I have to lead because that's what she's looking to me to do. Okay. To yeah. Now, just because you just because you're the leader of your household don't mean, you know, it's a autonomy. Like we discuss things yeah. like, because it's it's a partnership. That's the thing. A marriage is supposed to be a partnership. You're supposed to lean on each other where I'm where I'm weak. My wife is strong. Like for me, um, my weaknesses is uh, my biggest weakness is organization. That's I'm terrible at that. <laughs> <laughs> Just being honest. I'm right, not, yeah. Not the most organized person, but my wife is the one who keeps me in check. And okay. then there's times where 
you know, she may be feeling a little down about something or she may be in this mode where this may not be right and that may not be right. And I have to bring her, you know, bring her in like, baby, it's fine. Like, you know, everything don't need to be perfect. It just needs to, we need to just get through this. Like, yeah, she's a very, she's very hard on herself. So I have to come in and like balance her out at times. Okay. Man, that's powerful right there because I think for the most part, if people look at marriage as, hey, look, it's a it's a it's a team, it's a team concept. Like we're we know we're together. And it's pretty much like, hey, my focus is not me now. My focus is you, you know, and then vice versa. You know, so to 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 have that mindset and to have a woman in your life that trusts you, man, that's phenomenal, man, because Ooh, I know some brothers out here, man, like they don't, they don't, they don't get that, you know, and they don't have that. And they're very frustrated. And it's hard for me to try even try to, you know, tell guys the, the, the right thing to do, because I don't know all the dynamics, you know, of, the, of, of their relationship. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I ain't gonna say iffy. I just watch what I say when, you know, talking to guys like that. And I'm like, Hey, I can't, I'm not going to get up and say, hey, do this and do that, do that. I'm not going to give you that because if it don't work, you're going to come back to me. I'm going to be the fall guy for that. <laughs> yeah, and, and you got to earn it. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, don't ever don't ever assume because just, just because you demand that the woman trusts you. And she shouldn't. Mm. I have a daughter. I'm not telling my daughter to just trust our man because he's a man. I'm teaching my daughter that, you know, he has to earn that. And you know, once he earns that, then you give it to him. You trust him. Right. Like you let the man lead and you trust him. But if he hasn't earned that, you don't give it to him. And there, and again, there was times I didn't earn it. So I, even when my wife wanted me to have it, I, I wasn't really ready for it. Okay. So. So <clears throat> the greatest thing that you learned, 17 years of marriage, the greatest thing that you learned being married for 17 years from a man's perspective, what could you, what just a, I ain't gonna say a piece of advice, but just what nugget could you give men out there? Who's like, look, I'm ready for this thing. I'm, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to lock it down. I love, I care about it and stuff like that. What what nugget could you give those men to say, Hey, you know what, bro, if you do X, Y, and Z, you know, you'll be good to go. It's a business. Look at it as a business partnership. Mm. And what do you mean by that? Break that it, don't look at it as love. Look at it as business. Because when you look at, when you, when you, you like love, like my, me and my wife talk about this all the time. And she was like, you know, we like the only, we one of the few races of people who did, who, who marry for love. Mm. If you look at other races like um, Middle Easterns and Asians, a lot of them, they don't marry for love. They marry, they marry like for business. <laughs> like they come together, they manage, they, you know, they merge their resources and, yeah. they, and they get married. Like, cause love is not enough. It's that's not, true. Yeah. It's not true. enough. Don't, don't ever be out here thinking you love this woman and that's enough. No, the hell it's not. <laughs> it's just not like right. There's so many other things that go into a marriage, but you have to look at it 
like a business partnership, like no matter what, good day, bad day, whatever, this woman is my partner. And you got to give her all the respect that a partner deserves. Mm. That's it. Mm. Like, that's that's what we've been doing. Like, I don't I don't think it's no magic pill you take. It's going to be some rough days. Man, me and my wife had dark days. But when I sat back and thought about, you know, what she brings to the table, what type of woman she is, I couldn't let that go. Right. <laughs> I'd have been foolish. <laughs> Yeah, man. So once you rec- when you once you recognize that and say, hey, what she has that's valuable to me, that's gonna help me out. So yeah, I gotta I gotta make this happen. Yeah. It's a partnership, man. <laughs> man, partnership, because <clears throat> I know you asked me this a while ago, but last week you was asking me so far as, hey, will you do marriage again? I said, Of course I will, you know, and that's something I look forward to, you know. Um but I definitely do agree with you that going into this, you know, looking at it as, as, as a business and then looking at, you know, my future wife as, as a business partner and not just thinking that, hey, you know, the love that I have, the things that I learned to better myself as a man, that's going to be the only thing that's going to keep her, you know, because like you said, it takes, it takes work. It's a lot. It's a lot within that, that confine of, of, of marriage and it, it takes a lot to keep it going. You know, <clears throat> and I know people, you know, they think, here's the thing that, that I get frustrated about. Social media has blue relationships up so much that majority of the time, all I see is all the good stuff. You know, yeah. oh, I can't, I can't wait till my, till my husband looks at me like this while I'm walking down the aisle. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't wait till my husband out there bawling his eyes out, crying, you know, because he, I get to be his queen and stuff. Like, it's all the good stuff. And I'm just like, that's just for the moment. What about when everybody leaves, the wedding is over, the reception is over, and you in the house, and it's just you and him? Then that's when everything starts, you know? And I get so, I get so frustrated about that, man. I'm like, man, come on, y'all. This, I get it. I get it. Everybody wants that moment. They want to have that moment, that, that memorable moment. But, you know, I don't even focus on that. And the funny thing is, I was talking to my ex-wife and she said, she said, Mike, she said, what if we, you know, decide to do this again? You and I. I said, okay. I said, we're going straight to the courthouse. (laughs) 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 I said, we're going going straight to the courthouse, man, because I'm like, we ain't, uh, because we know now, like, it, it, it ain't all about that, you know? It's all about us being together and, you know, sharing our lives together and helping each other out. So, yeah, I'm going straight to the courthouse, man. So let me tell you this. So I'm one of the ones that's guilty of the whole social media thing. And let me tell you why. Okay. So I got on Facebook in 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like 2009. So... I would always be posting to my wife, talking, you know, posting a lot of pictures and things like that. But at one point we had separated. So them pictures stopped. Yeah. And number one and number two, you know, you, 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 you're not even doing like, I wasn't even doing this for anybody else. I would be posting pictures and talking about my wife and that's good for the moment. Yeah. 
but that's not helping our marriage. So what happened was when we, you know, we did separate full time, you know, them pictures slow down, people not seeing it. So now what what has happened is you've invited all these people into your personal life. And when we wasn't together, like I said, yeah. I wasn't posting pictures. I wasn't doing all that. So immediately people could figure out something was wrong. Yeah. So once we got back together, I said, you know what? I'm never going to be in that situation where you could just look at my page and you could figure out something wrong. Like I I, I still talk about my wife on Facebook. You know, I talk about yeah. her and every blue moon, like if we had a wedding or something or you know, if it's been a while, like a couple months, I'll post a picture. But it used to, it was just like every week, every, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And it's like, you get to a point, you don't have to announce every move you're doing. So I was guilty of that. So I had to slow down on that. But, you know, you learn these things. Like, our people, our, you know, the people before us, they they didn't have to manage social media. Like we got to manage social media. We got to manage everything that comes with social media. Just like you got people, you know, you could be in a bad space and you run into a a woman in your past or a man in your past. I'm going to say women because we two men talking. Yeah. Run into a woman from your past. And, you know, back in the day. When a person, you know, you if you, your high school sweetheart or whatever. If you had to really make an effort to keep in contact with this person, keep in contact mm-hmm. with this woman. Whereas now, man, I, I don't know nobody that you just can't find. Like if right. it's, even if it's, even let's say the woman I went to high school, you know, I went to my high school prom with. Mm-hmm. Ironically, she's not on social media. But if, but if I was like, hey, I, I could reach out to somebody. Hey, have you talked to such and such? Let her know I want to talk to her. Mm-hmm. You know, you it's easy to to like rekindle old flames in these days. Oh yeah. Whereas back in the day, they didn't have to worry about that. Yep. <laughs> and then you got people telling you again, like you said, you got people telling you how perfect perfect their life is, and you got people seeing things that's not. Not gonna say not realistic, but that's just not there every day. And some yeah. people take it as their every day. And I'm we've been fortunate because we've been married so long. So man, we not <laughs> we not seeing nothing. The only thing, you know, you one of your buddies or something buy his woman something, you like, dang, you might yeah. know about that. Like, <laughs> man, I sure I sure wish I <laughs> you're like, shit, why you post that? Right. <laughs> But none of that, nothing relationship-wise, nah. Okay. Yeah, man. Like, oh man, this is this has been phenomenal, man. Like, I I appreciate you, brother. I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy hearing your perspective about pretty much everything. <laughs> hey, I appreciate <laughs> you know, it. Man. You know, I, it. I enjoy it because that, you know, for me, what I learned is. And I learned this a long time ago, like everybody's going to see things different from what I'm going to see. And then maybe I'm talking to somebody and I learned something new, you know, just by having a conversation with somebody else. So for me, I'm always looking to to grow and to expand. And, you know, I can say, you know, so far as have my 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 thoughts, you know, my reasoning challenge. But at the same time, you know, 
keeping that other person's perspective and being respectable to the point of, hey, you know what? Maybe we agree on this thing, but maybe we don't agree on this thing. But as a man, I still respect your opinion. I still respect your thoughts and things like that. So, you know, and just listening to you, you know, looking at your posts and uh, listening to your podcast and things like that, it's just been a phenomenal thing, man. And I just want to say thank you for just actually taking the time to put in the work and actually conduct those interviews. And then so far as with your marriage, man, 17 years, brother, man, I got to give it to you, man. I definitely <laughs> got to give it to you. 17 years, you know, that's for, when I look at that, that's a blessing. That's a blessing, man. It is, man. You know, it is. And Thank for, you, for, man. Yeah, for you and your wife, you know, to stay the course, man. And even though you say, you know, it's been sometimes y'all had some 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 dark days, but y'all y'all stayed the course, man. And that's 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 phenomenal, man. That is phenomenal. And that's what I'm looking for. That's what's going to keep you together, man. Like, you got to, it's them dark days that's going to define your marriage. Everybody Mm -hmm. good when you're happy. It's the dark days. Oh, yeah. And it tests tests your character, you know. And I would say it tests tests your character as a man. And then for the wife, it tests her character as a woman as well. You know, and it's like, okay, yeah, we said that we're going to love each other to death do us part and all this other stuff like that. So now it's time to put in that work now. So, you know, what you going to do? You know, <laughs> but it is brother work <laughs> every day work. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah. So what, what I, what I do on at the end of my podcast, um, I just ask, you know, whoever I'm talking to just to drop some, some nuggets or some words of encouragement, or if you read books, you know, do you have any book recommendations, you know, regardless of what it is, it doesn't have to be directly necessarily directed towards men. It could be something that you read. Say, hey, man, this book was very, you know, profound for me, and I think it'll be an enjoyable read for for other people as well. So, um, yeah, you any nuggets, any words of inspiration, any book recommendations that you have, bro? The floor is yours. All right. So, the book that I'm getting ready to read, I've been putting it off, but the book that I'm reading, and I think every human should read it, is book the book um, called The Love Languages. Okay. I think everybody needs to learn love languages. Like I'm gonna tell you right now, <laughs> the the biggest headache in our marriage was me not knowing my wife's primary love languages. Okay. So take the time to learn your your spouse, man, woman, whoever. Take the time to learn they learn their love language. It will save you a lot of time, a lot of headaches. And if they're not in the gifts and you keep buying gifts like a damn fool, it'll save you a lot of money. So <laughs> definitely get familiar with love languages. If, you don't, if I don't tell you nothing else, get familiar with those. Okay. Yeah. Um, was that five love languages? I think it was that Gary Chapman that wrote that book. I think, I think that's his name. Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it was him. I'm yeah. going to be honest. Man. I, I never look at the author. I just read. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's right. I haven't read it yet. Right. My wife bought it for me. And okay. um, I'm just trying to catch up, like just starting to catch up to it. I've read, um, I've read this book called the gospel fire. I don't read a lot, but I read that okay. one. That was really good. Yeah, Gospel of Fire. It was written by okay. um, Elliot Marshall. Okay, I might have checked that one out. Yeah, it's a really good book. It deals with um, depression. He he talks about him dealing with depression and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And he grew up in a um, he was a he was um, biracial, 
So he talked about the challenges of growing up biracial. So that contributed to his depression and anxiety. It's a really good book. It's not a long read. It's, it's only like a hundred and something pages. So it's, it's direct. It's, it's not overblown. It's like a perfect read. It's, it's, it's to the point. Okay. The gospel of fire. I might have yeah. to check that one out. Yep. And the five love languages. So men, if you don't do nothing else, if you don't have no other book in, in your library, go ahead and get the five love languages. I read the book myself. Um, now, guys, I'm going to tell you this. You say, okay, Mike, you read the book, but you divorced. Yes, I read the book. I did not apply. You have to apply. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Just men, just don't read the book. Read the book and apply what you've read. You have to. <laughs> yeah, you gotta apply. And 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 you have to take yourself out of it. Like I I was one of the ones who was giving love the way I wanted to receive love. Mm. But that doesn't, that may not work. That may not be her love language. So right. again, that's the biggest thing. Read up on those. Yeah. So definitely men. Five love languages, read the book, apply it, just like you put on deodorant, lotion, whatever. Apply it. It's going to help you out big time. I need to go back and read the book myself. Even though I'm single, I still need to go back and just read the book myself. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That way I could just have that knowledge, you know, and just be able to share with other people. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, but... Brother, it's been a blessing, man. Thank you very much, man, for being on the podcast. I greatly appreciate you, my friend. Greatly appreciate you. Man, thank you for having me. It's been an honor to, to actually get on the platform. And uh, let me take this time to plug mine. Since I'm here. Yeah, go ahead, man. Yeah, go ahead and plug it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, my podcast is called Conversations with Lamp. And you can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore lamp. Appreciate it. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Conversation underscore with underscore lamp. I'm telling you all, check out the podcast. It's phenomenal. You're going to hear some interviews from people that you just from all different walks of life, from all different backgrounds, but phenomenal stories, phenomenal testimonies, um, just phenomenal people that he talks to. Um, and I think how, how often do you put out the podcast is on a weekly basis? Yeah, definitely. Uh, man, I, at one point I was putting them out like every day, but I was like, that may be too much. But I, they, they're there. So okay. um, if you follow the like you can you can always subscribe to the SoundCloud or the Apple page. And this usually I'm usually posting something like every every couple days. I'm usually posting something, something okay. new. And but I'll share them like uh, I share a podcast on my Instagram page and Facebook. I usually do like two a week. Okay, two a week. Okay. Yeah. Right. So on Instagram, they can find the podcast on SoundCloud, and you said Apple also. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Okay. Yeah. Well, there it is, folks. Mr. James Lampkin. Oh, by the way, man, tell us, tell everybody where you're from. We didn't get to that. Point, oh, sorry. well, I'm from. I'm from uh, Capitol Heights, Maryland. That's where I'm from. But currently, I'm in San Jose, California. <laughs> San Jose. Yeah. How, how did you get out there? 
wife, man, wife got a good job, had to move. Okay, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> had to support the missus, man, support her dream. So that's a part of being the team, brother. Oh yeah, oh yeah, most definitely, man, most definitely. But this definitely won't be the last time that we actually do this interview um, and be on the podcast, man. I definitely want to bring you back uh, for a future podcast because, you know, things are going to be taking place within the world. Um, hopefully when this thing breaks over with the coronavirus and the folks going to be out and about, I'm about sure we're going to hear multiple stories about men doing this, Y and Z, relationships, marriages, all types of stuff, man. So I definitely love to have you back on the podcast, man, another time. Man, look, anytime you invite me, it's an honor and I'll be here. Okay, well, cool. Well, guys, there you have it. Podcast number one is in the books. I want to thank my brother once again, James Lampkin, I, myself, and Mike Walton. And until next time, have a great day.